In the words of a king, there is power. And as we behold him with unveiled faces, we're transformed into the very image of God. Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. K. Idrisheson, brought to you by Kingswood Ministries International. We believe that as you listen, faith is stirred up in you to become all that God has called you to be. Okay, are you ready for God's word? Very briefly this morning, I'm going to bring God's word to you. Now, listen, what I've realized is that when you allow yourself to be permitted by his presence, the delivery of his word is more effective. Now, don't you never say neighbor in the next 30 minutes? You're not going to look at your phone unless you are looking at a scripture. You will not check your Instagram status or who sent you a WhatsApp message in the name of Jesus you are all focused on God. Can we do that? Okay, we've been doing this amazing series, Prosperity Reign. I don't know if you have been blessed by this series. Listen, if you missed any session, in fact, if you are here, you still need to listen to it again. Prosperity Reign. Somebody say Prosperity Reign. Oh, it seems some people don't need Prosperity Reign. I say shout Prosperity Reign. The Lord put those, that phrase on my heart. Is a, is a season of what? Rain. But listen, there's something that precedes your prosperity. Rain is the rain of his presence. There's a what? A rain of what? His presence. The Lord told me last week, he said, please don't focus on principles in this series. Because a lot of time when people are talking about prosperity or Increase is about increased principles, which is beautiful. But there's something which is more fundamental, and that is his presence. You know, when you make it all about principles and you forget about the principle, the presence behind the principles, ladies and gentlemen, the principles will even fail. Because there are times there are demonic obstruction, intrusion, all manner of demonic expression, so to say, that will make the best principles to fail. There's a way you can cross all the T's and dot all the I's and, you know, you've done everything needed in natural, and yet you fail. But there's something about the presence of God, the presence delivers all the time. Somebody shout, God's presence delivers all the time. Father, in the name of Jesus, open the hearts of your people to receive what you have to say today as I speak from my heart to them. Let there be a rain, a rain of your presence that will carry the prosperity you intend for them. Your word says in Psalm 35 verse 27 that you desire in the prosperity of your servants. So as sons and as people that are committed to you will receive the promise that is ours. And we declare prosperity now. Somebody shout prosperity now. Uh, let me say this right. When I'm talking about prosperity reign, I'm not talking about some greed. There's a difference between the prosperity that God brings and living a life of greed or literally being driven and controlled by money. When money becomes so major that it drives you primarily. That's not the kind of prosperity I'm talking about. I'm talking about God prospering his people so that his people can be conduits. Conduit. Somebody say, I'm a conduit. I'm a 
I can hear you say, I am a conduit. In fact, if, God, if, if there's anything God is looking for, he's looking for distribution center. Somebody say, I'm God's distribution center. In other words, God wants to bless you in such a way that he can communicate his goodness and kindness to a generation through your generosity. Should I say it again? He wants to bless you in such a way that God's goodness and kindness can be seen through what your... I'm not just talking about giving to the church, which is beautiful. I'm talking about giving as led by God. When God is not just speaking to you to go and ask people money, <laughs> but God is telling you to go and be the one giving the money. Because the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to what? To receive. Can you say this with me? Say, in my lifetime, I declare... I can be trusted with God's resources and I will distribute it effectively to help, to impact, and to communicate goodness and kindness. So, this morning, the Lord stressed some things on my heart which I want to build on. One of the things is this. There are instructions and impartations that comes from God's presence that cannot be duplicated through principles. And I'm going to show you from the scriptures how people were helped just because they value the presence of God. Genesis chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26 from verse 1. Genesis 26. It's time to have a, it's good to have our screen back. Our screen went on a little break last week, on Friday to be precise. Genesis 26, are you there? From verse 1, it says there was a famine in the land. There was a famine in the land. And besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of what? The Philistines in Gerar. He said, then the Lord appeared. Someone said, the Lord appeared. Take note, there was famine. In the land. Now, farming means, naturally speaking, nothing was working. Things, was, things were locked down. And there, there are going to be seasons like that, that in the natural, the best of brains we feel. The best of industries we have issues. The so-called proven, you know, strategies will not deliver. Simply because there is a lockdown. Naturally speaking, nothing will work when there's farming. Write it down. There will always be seasons that the natural will fail. Now, if you, go, if you read further down, we, we're made to realize that this was not the first time there was farming. In fact, the Bible says there was a farming during the time of what? Abraham. And there will always be farming in every generation. Ladies and gentlemen, after a season of surplus, there will be a season of scarcity. I mean, some of you are praising God because you bought your houses when it was 2.9, 2.8. And now people are getting some crazy interest rate. Almost 8%. And that's for even people that have good credits. Commercial properties now, or should I say commercial loan is crazy now. It's famine. But the, what God is saying is this, you don't have to shut down because the natural has shut down. 
There is always a Joseph in the land. Oh, who is listening to me? A Joseph who is supernaturally wired by divine wisdom to navigate through difficult seasons. Lift up your right hand and say, I am wired. In fact, get on your feet. This is very, very important. Say it from your heart, not from your chest, from inside of your heart. Say, I am wired. To deal with every situation. To deal with every economy. Supernaturally. I declare in the name of Jesus. Things locking down cannot lock down my money. Lift up your two hands and shout opportunities, resources, and money. Are coming to me. Do you believe that? Now, the way I will know if you believe that is after you say it, you will break out into rejoicing. Let's say one more time. Say, I declare nothing can lock down my finances. I declare in every economy, I prosper. I declare the God factor is working in my life. In the midst of a difficult economy, I have opportunities. I declare opportunity, resources, money are coming to me now. Rejoice if you believe that. Batoko Satabaya, Ekenta Sotobo. There was famine in the land. But see what God says. Sit down. And there will always be famine. There will always be famine. In this world, you will have tribulations. There will be difficult times. We are not people that, you know, that breaks down just because the situation are breaking down. We're strong. We're strong. He said, then the Lord appeared to him. And that's why spending time in God's presence is key. Don't you remember say spending time, spending time. With, God with God is key. You know, all this microwave quiet time. <laughs> Plus Jesus minus Satan, hey me, and you're out. It's not going to work. Because what will make the difference in this season is your ability to hear God. Your personal relationship. And you know, when people say, oh, I don't know how God speaks. The reason why you don't know how God speaks is because you don't spend enough time in his presence. When you spend time in his presence, you will pick up his voice naturally. Because God is always speaking. The last time I checked Genesis 1, what I saw was a God that spoke throughout. In fact, several years ago, I preached a message. And in that message, I said, God is talkative. Go, to, go back to Genesis chapter 1. I mean, when people present a God that is hardly speaking. God has not been speaking to me. No, he's been speaking all the time. The question is, you, don't, you can't pick up his voice. Because you have not spent enough time with him. You, if you put my wife in the midst of 10,000 women, once she speaks, I will know that's my wife. That DNA of her voice, every voice has a DNA. The voice of God has a DNA. And by virtue of association and spending time, you pick it up. Is it possible for a mother not to know the voice of her child? Come on, any mother in the house, if you have to struggle to distinguish the voice of your child, then you are not a mother. Genesis chapter 1. God speaks, God speaks, God speaks, God speaks. Genesis chapter 1, please. 
Genesis chapter 1. Let, let, I, I please, God is a talkative. He's always talking. If you are not hearing, it's not because he's not speaking. It's because you, are, you can't recognize his voice. Because you are busy doing things outside of his presence. He said in the beginning. We're going to run through Genesis chapter 1. Okay, are we ready? 1, 2, 3, read. Verse 2. Verse 3. Verse 6. So in verse 3 he said, right? In verse 6 he said, verse 8. Verse 9. Okay, okay, okay. Just the phrase, then God said. Verse 11. Okay, all through Genesis chapter 1, the phrase, then God said. God is a talkative. Write it down. The introduction of God to us presents a God that talks all the time. His creative ability is expressed through his words. And since he's Jehovah the Elohim, he must speak. So God is always speaking. So I want to first of all say to that, God speaks. Can you say loud and loud, loud and clear? Say God, God speaks. speaks. Now go to John chapter 1. Oh, God has not been speaking. No, God has been speaking. You are the one that can recognize his voice because you don't know what it means to steward his presence. Okay, read it. One, two, three, go. Stop. When it comes to words, us, God speaking, is everything that God said before anything began. Word was available. He said, This word was with God. <laughs> you know, God speaks so much that He called His Son Word. <laughs> he speaks all the time. In fact, He's addicted to speaking that is, He named His child Word. So, for you to say God is not speaking, then there's, there's, it's not right. He speaks. He speaks. He speaks. So say to that, God speaks. If you are struggling to know what he's saying, it's because you are lazy when it comes to spending time with his presence, in his presence, in order to be able to what? Design and recognize his voice. Once has God spoken, twice have I heard that what? Power belongs to God. He speaks. He speaks all the time. So let's go back to Genesis chapter 26. So God appeared. Genesis chapter 26. He said God appeared to Isaac. And said, do not go down to what? Egypt. He said, leave. Leave. 
live in the land of which I shall tell you. So your prosperity is tied to divine instruction. Write it down. Your prosperity is what? Tied to what? Divine instruction. Everybody loves Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 to 14. And we're going there now. But listen, the foundation of Genesis 26, verse 12 to 14 is in verse 2. God appeared and he gave an instruction. Do not go down to Egypt. Now, some of us have found ourselves in some traps, in some holes, in some difficult situation simply because we did not bother to hear God or maybe we were too stubborn to follow his instruction. Because some of us, God will be speaking to you and you will ignore it. Say, no, it's my mind, it's my mind. I know, I know what I'm supposed to do. We have more confidence in our strategies more than his divine instruction. So I've done all the due diligence. I know what I'm talking about. Listen, there are certain things the best strategies of this world cannot give you. I shared on Friday, September 11, 2001, how God spoke to me in a worship service. Go and get close all your position in stock market two weeks before September 11. There was no, in fact, I doubted God. I said, God, do you know what you are saying? I've done my maths. This thing are not maximized. Why should I get out? But he said, get out. Get out. There are instructions in this season that will give you an edge. Write it down. There are instructions. And those instructions are going to come from his presence. Don't be quick to make decisions. Before you make any decision, spend time to know his voice. There are opportunities. The so-called opportunities are traps. A lot of people are not even maximizing the blessing of God in their lives because as God is blessing them on one side, they are making funny decisions on the other side. And those decisions will create holes in your finances. You will end up wasting what God is supplying because of the traps you have entered in the name of being ambitious, being driven. Being met. Listen. What is God saying? So not everything is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. Write it down. I've lied to you. Say, no, no, no. Some things are just practical. Every, life is, is spiritual. Life 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 is spiritual. If you cannot hear God, you are doomed. Especially now. You don't just follow people into what they're doing. Find out what will you have me do? Is this your plan for me? Now, let's go to Genesis 26 verse 12. God wants to prosper you, but he can only prosper, prosper you when you learn to walk with this blessing provision. We are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. But listen, if you don't know how to activate the blessing, the blessing will not materialize. Now, Isaac, according to Genesis chapter 26, dwelt in the land based on what God said. The same God that we tell Abraham, Abraham, leave your father's house. In Genesis 12, it's the same God that we tell Isaac in Genesis chapter 26, stay here. The same God that will tell Joseph and Mary, take baby Jesus out now. Now listen, are you telling me that that same God could not have protected him? 
Because someone say, I'm standing on the water. I'm not going to take my baby out. <laughs> the power of God cannot work in your disobedience. <laughs> God says, take the baby out. I thought he's powerful, he's the savior. Why would the savior run away from ordinary pilots? Pontius Pilate, no. I'm not going to, I'm going to, he shall give his angels charge. Now listen, there's a way you, you improperly, <laughs> inappropriately quote scriptures. God that gave you those scriptures is telling you, go out. I say, I'm staying here. After all, he says, wherever the soul of my fish shall touch, it shall prosper. Oh yeah, we're not going anywhere. Touch it and prosper. That's not being spiritual. That's being foolish. Let's read Genesis 26, verse 12, all the way to verse 14. One, two, three, go. Wait. The hundredfold and the blessing worked because he sowed in the land where he was instructed to stay. Are you listening to me? Verse 13. Wait, wait. This scripture is too powerful. You can't sit down and say it. Get up, get up, get up. Let it sink in. Let it sink in. Now say it loud and clear. What's your name? Is your name the man? Do you have a name? Because we have to be very, very careful. You know, we're in a very confused generation. That a young boy can choose them now. Them is the proposition... Now listen, that's from hell. My, one, my, my daughter told me, hey, one of my friends said, it's now them, them. He said, the last time I had that proposition, he said, we are, we are, we are many, demons. <laughs> so, uh, I don't want to be, you know, one of the demons I'm binding in this generation is the demon of gender confusion. As your children are going on, lay hands on them in the name of Jesus, I know you are he, and you will remain he forever. Yeah. Uh, you will not re- receive a revelation of a she. It's too late. Your biology says you are he. Somebody shout amen. amen. Okay, by the way, your name is not the man. You, you know your name. Now put your name there and put it in present continuous. One, two, three, go. Oh yeah, say it again. Say it again. It's sounding nice. It's sounding nice. I said it's sounding nice. Sound it one more time. So it's the will of God for you not just to be prosperous, but to be very. I love that qualification. Pastor Moyo, very. Very, very. If it's not very, it's not the will of God. I refuse average prosperity. Is somebody listening to me? So, oh, yeah, are you part of that church where they brief prosperity? Yes. Yes. Please, I believe in prosperity. Ask your neighbor, say, do you want to be prosperous? Do you want to be prosperous? In fact, do you want to be very prosperous? Yeah. You are in the right place. Now, say it again. I love your sound. One, two, three, go. Somebody shall very... I can hear you shout very. 
You may be seated. Very prosperous. Very. I want to drill it into your brain. Very prosperous. No, no, no. I don't want to have a lot of money. I will cast out that demon in the name of Jesus. God wants you very prosperous because your very prosperous is good for you, is good for your family. If you're a man, your wife will love you better. Very prosperous. All the women, they all shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Like I said two weeks ago, a woman, when you're saying, say, don't worry, I love you as you are. But a few years down the line, you realize she, she will love you better. If there's, I mean, she married you with the hope that you will, be, you will improve. <laughs> Several years ago, one of my pastors told me, he said, my fiancé broke up with me. I said, why? What did you do? He said, my, my, my fiancé said, I'm, I'm an economic risk. Apparently, she plotted the graph. I said, ah. <laughs> True life story. One of my pastors, I won't mention sure his name. I said, wow. He said, a fine man like you, a woman look at you and say, ah, you know I love you, but to take this to marriage is a risk. <laughs> now, fine, that woman said it, but most women, they are thinking it. Nobody wants to suffer forever. Don't worry, I believe in you. I believe in you with the hope that you will not be like this forever. That's what it means. Be real to yourself. Remember, I've been married for 20, just 25 years. Just 25 years. And I'm still married to the same woman. The most godly woman wants a man that will lead her in prosperity. So don't tell me, no, no, no. My wife likes me as me. In fact, he doesn't want more. It's a lie. She wants more. It's only normal for everybody to want progress. So not to have a dream to be bigger than what you have now is demonic. It's not godly. Say, no, no, no. The Bible says money is the root of evil. No, he said the love of money. First Timothy, don't be a scam. A scam is only one that, that quotes scripture out of context. There's a difference between the love of money and money. Money is not the root. It's when you love money that is the root of all evil. In fact, the same scripture says money answers all, all things. So God wants his men. All the men shout amen. amen. By the way, I'm going to have a session with the men. We're planning a retreat, but I have a picture now. Sometimes in October, we're going to have six-hour session. Six-hour session. We pray, we talk money. So all the women shout, hallelujah. hallelujah. We pray, we talk money. You know, we'll talk exercise in six hours. It's going to be robust. Six-hour session. And it's going to be global. But listen, the point I'm saying is this. It's not godly not to have a picture of a prosperous future. The Bible says he began to sow in obedience and he reaped hundredfold and the man began to prosper, continued to prosper until he became very. I want you to get used to that qualification, very. Now turn to your neighbor and say very. So until he's very, he's not allowed. Now go to Genesis chapter 13 verse 2. 
God wants you prosperous. But it needs you grounded in instruction. There's divine instruction that propels your prosperity. When you stay in that instruction, things work. When you get out of that instruction, things get complicated. Now, can you read this one too? One, two, three, go. Okay. Is your name Abraham? Is anybody by Abraham? Can you stand up and wave your hands to Jesus? There's no Abraham here. Okay. Number one, do you deal, deal in livestock? I think I prefer stock markets. <laughs> but I don't want you to be confessing now and be the next thing. Animals are showing up behind your house. <laughs> I'm very rich in livestock. And before your wife comes to say, baby, what is all these animals doing behind <laughs> Is what you have been saying. <laughs> okay. Somebody say, I'm very rich. Very in stock market. You can leave Steve and Good. Okay. Now, whatever your name is, stand up. Put your name there and confess it appropriately. For 20, let it be 2023 compliance. Unless you're a farmer. If you're a farmer, you know, you'll be rich in farm stock, livestock. One, two, three, go. Come on, say one more time. Okay, you may be seated. So if there's anything to take home from this service, it's the fact that God is a God of very. Oh my God, you didn't hear me. God is a God of what? Very. No wonder he says so many times, verily, verily. Very, 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 very. Very, 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 very. Something. No, no, no. I don't want to get rich so that I won't miss view, so that I won't backslide. Then be grounded so that you won't backslide. Because people that didn't get rich, they backslide. So it's not money that turned them to what they became. It has always been in their heart. Are you listening to me? And God is saying, I want you very rich, very prosperous. But first of all, get it right. That you must be in divine instruction, not just doing anything or doing what everybody is doing or jumping into every opportunity. Let me round up by going over the five things the Lord told me the first meeting I did two weeks ago on this. Listen, there are five expressions of the anointing that you must pay attention to in this season. Number one, spirits. Of faith. Somebody say spirit of faith. I can hear you say spirit of faith. Spirit of faith is built around conceiving in your heart and confessing in your mouth. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 says, According to what is written, I believe, therefore have I what? Spoken. Don't you never say, neighbor, you can't believe wrongly. That's why I'm setting your mind rightly, very rich. Not just enough, more than enough. Because until you are rightly set in your believing and your confession aligns with that belief system, you cannot possess what God has promised. That's the spirit of faith. Spirit of faith conceives in the heart and confesses with what? The mouth. Somebody say, I conceive the promise of God in my heart and I confess it with my mouth. Number two, spirit of favor. Spirit of favor. God is saying, if you are going to get it right, you must prioritize favor over labor. Listen, 
This is not to encourage slothfulness or laziness. But this is to promote God over your efforts. God is saying, I want to give you something that your hands cannot get by itself. What the spirit of favor does. Look at me. God spoke to me yesterday when I, I, I had a meeting with our Canadian folks. Uh, it's a pre-supernatural Canada meeting. And the Lord spoke to me in that meeting. He said, tell them, he said, the spirit of revelation causes you to see while the spirit of favor causes you to be seen. When favor is working in your life, you'll be noticed. You do something small, they will blow. You say, oh, wow, God, you, you're so good. And when they say you are so good, don't say I'm not good. Just say thank you. <laughs> Somewhere they shout thank you. Thank when the spirit of favor is over you, can I prophesy this morning? Your CV on LinkedIn, wherever it is, will be noticed everywhere. Yeah. You'll go for an interview, and people will start talking like this. I don't know, but I think I should give you the job. Although you are not the most qualified, but something tells me you are the appropriate person. Please don't say no. no, no. Say, just say thank you. Is favor over labor? Can you lift up your hands and shout, I factor in the favor of God over my natural labor? So expect things to break out for you. People that don't know you will start acting like they're your best friends. <laughs> they will call you into the office, director office, and say, so you know what, we're not supposed to give bonus this year, but we give you. Amen. But please don't tell your other colleagues. No, say, ah, no, 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 don't give me. Just put me with the other colleagues. <laughs> Favor is a force of distinction. Amen. It gives you strange recognition. It makes your life attractive. And God is saying, your prosperity is not just going to be by your labor, it's going to be by my favor. Somebody shout favor. favor. Let me just give you one scripture and I'll leave this point. Exodus chapter 3 verse 21. It sums up what the spirit of favor does. Okay. I love this. Now, it says, I will give these people. <laughs> don't you know say, don't mess with me. I'm special. This was God speaking. He said, I will give these people favor in the sight of Egyptians. They were supposed to be slaves. And he said, your taskmaster will favor you. He said, and it shall be when you go, you will not go empty-handed. I want you to stretch out your hands and say, in the name of Jesus, the days of empty hands are over. By favor, I'm loaded. Can you grasp it? Because I'm loaded. So favor loads you up beyond your favor, before you, beyond your labor, before beyond your effort and performance. I've given you two rights. Three, spirit of might. Spirit of might speaks of an empowerment, a divine empowerment that causes you to be super productive. A capacity which can only be by God. That gives you age in life. And you know that this is not normal. It's like there's speed to your feet. Because there's oil on your head. Are you listening to me? You just know there's an empowerment on your life. The hand of the Lord is upon me. And because of that, I have thrown every natural person. So your capacity for deliveries becomes unusual. 
Who say, how are you doing it? I have the spirit of mind. Then let me give you the fourth one, the spirit of revelation. I already said a little thing about it. And I talked about our spirit of revelation causes, causes you to what? To cease. Can you lift up your hands and shout, in this season, in this season I, have I have capacity to see. In other words, you notice opportunities. A thousand and one people will pass by it. But when you get there, you will stop there. And you say, this is it. It's the spirit of what? Revelation. You see what ordinary eyes cannot see. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Wow, this is a powerful series. Are you loving it? It's the spirit of revelation. My prosperity is not natural. It's supernaturally propelled. You say, buy that property. You know, I know people that bought properties in, in some parts of this country that as of the time they were buying it, people thought it was just a regular property. And a few months or a few years, they found oil there. I see by God. I see by God. I see by God. I see by God. Let's read it. One, two, three, go. Now listen, God has prepared, but the preparation is not on the natural realm. He has prepared for every of his children. God has prepared. There's a preparation for your prosperity. Write it down. There is a preparation, a divine preparation for what? Your prosperity. There's something that has been prepared for you. There's something that has Bumi's name on it. It's mine. It's mine. God did not bring me to this world to suffer. He, does, he did not bring me to this world to, to live an average life. He did not bring me to this world to be ordinary. There is a preparation. The same way responsible parents prepare for their children. True or false? Some of you, your kids are still toddlers, but you're already thinking college. That's what good parents do. Trust fund, education fund. Because as parents, it's your responsibility. You know, you just sang my daddy, my daddy. The question is, what kind of daddy do you have? In Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, he said, unlike your earthly father, that are evil. He said, I'm a super daddy. I will not give you. He said, even as evil as they are, they will not give you serpent when you ask for fish or give you stone when you ask for bread. How much more your good daddy? Somebody shout, I have a good daddy. And this good daddy has made preparation for what? Your prosperity. But listen, it's one thing for the preparation to be there is another thing for you to see it. I mean, I know some of you grew up very sophisticatedly, but some of us, we grew up, you know, a regular life. I remember those days, especially when there are so many people in the house. And you know, I was the only son for several years. My middle brother came eight years after me. So my mom is going out and... You know, there's, there's, there's a general thing you prepare for everybody in the kitchen and say, go and take it. That one is in the open. But there's something you prepare specially for your son, the only son. Then your mother will say, okay, when you get to the kitchen, open that cupboard, cupboards. If you know, you know. Open that cupboard. At the back of the cupboard, there's, there's something that, that's been covered by a towel. Now listen, she did not keep it from me. 
she kept it for me. She kept it for me. Verse 10. A preparation was made for me. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. Verse 10, media, please. Now, can we read it? So that means what was prepared must be revealed. So she gave me that instruction to reveal. But here it says, the preparation for your prosperity are revealed through the Spirit. The Spirit that searches all things, the deep things. So there are depths for your prosperity. But they must be seen. They must be revealed. I want to pray for somebody under the sound of my voice. In this season, you will see depths to your prosperity. The days of just doing what everybody is doing, those days are over. You will know this is for me. This is my preparation. Somebody shout, this is my preparation. I see by the Spirit. I know it by the Spirit. And I run with it. Somebody shout, hallelujah. Okay, how many have I given you now? So there's a fifth one, the last one, spirit of wisdom. Spirit of wisdom. I love this. Spirit of wisdom. Spirit of wisdom. Spirit of wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the capacity to make the right decision. Wisdom is the capacity to make sound judgments. Your days of making foolish decisions, those days are over. Amen. Oh, you didn't shout. I said, sa- sa- your days of making foolish decisions are over. Somebody can be educated and be miserable because he lacks wisdom. That's why some professors can never leave the four walls of the school. Because you put them in, in, in a real world, they're like, no, 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 I don't know how to deal. But wisdom gives you the ability to utilize information and knowledge appropriately. Using it to make sound judgments. Wisdom gives you the effective strategies for results. And there is an anointing. It's not just natural. Thank God for natural wisdom. But beyond natural wisdom, there's a what? A supernatural wisdom. Deuteronomy chapter 34. I believe verse 9. I have two more scriptures after this, then I'll close. Have you been blessed this morning? So it says afternoon, it's still morning. I'm in California time. Okay. Any Joshua in the house? Any Joshua? Oh, yeah, Joshua. Okay. I didn't know they give women Joshua. Okay. If your name is Joshua, you can read this as Joshua. But if your name is not Joshua, put your name there. Now read it. One, two, three, go. So the effectiveness, the effectiveness of Joshua as a leader is tied to the impartation of wisdom, which was not acquired through reading. It was deposited by impartation. And because of that impartation, the Bible says Joshua became effective. Can you shout and say, I'm effective? I'm effective. 
in, my, in, in, my, in the works of my hands. I'm effective in my career. I'm effective in my space. It was effective because it was impacted by the spirit of wisdom. There was another man that stood out in the whole world in his generation. You want to know his name? Solomon. How was Solomon distinguished? Verse 9. There's such a thing as the supernatural wisdom. And there's a spirit of wisdom that drives prosperity. First King 3 9. Okay, can you read it? One, two, three, go. Now, listen, in the case of Solomon, he was a king. So he said, Lord, I need help. I don't know what you do, but can you shout out loud now? Say, I need help. I need help. To judge rightly. rightly. You're in a world where there are so many so-called opportunities. But there's a spirit of wisdom that guides your feet and ensures you don't make decisions that will ruin you, but rather you make decisions that will launch you. Do you know very prosperous people became prosperous because they chose the right business. They chose the right investment. They used what was given them rightly. Second Chronicles 9.3 Wisdom is key and there's a spirit of wisdom. There's an impartation of wisdom. You'll be helped by God to make the right decision in your career, in your investments, you will, you, will not just, you will not jump into every opportunity. You will know what is your opportunity. You will embark on it and you will succeed. Somebody shout amen. amen. Verse 3. Can we read it? One, two, three, go. Wait. He said the king of Sheba, who was a leader in our home, you know, right, came around and saw what Solomon has done as a king. He was able to build. But how did he build? He built by wisdom. By wisdom, a house is built. And God is saying, this season, I will help you to build. Get on your feet. I've closed. Somebody shout, I have the spirit of wisdom. Walking in my life. I have the spirit of revelation. That causes me to see. Appropriately. I have the spirit of favor that causes the right people to see me. And I have the spirit of might anointing me for supernatural results. And I have the spirit of faith activated as I conceive greatness and release it with my mouth. Come on, did you receive something today? So God, you, God wants you very prosperous. But you are not just going to go the world way and run with principles. You're going to run with his presence. You're going to run with his instructions. You're going to run with his impartation. I have oil on my head. I'm anointed by God. I have the spirit of mind. Even in farming, I keep on growing. I become very prosperous. I'm unstoppable. I'm irresistible. Oh, I have the oil of God upon my life. Lift up your hands if you know you have the oil of God upon your life to excel, to prosper, 
to move forward, to advance, to obtain results. I'm not just a natural person. I am supernatural. Father, we give you. We hope you've been richly blessed by this teaching from Kingswood Ministries International. Feel free to visit our website at kingswood.org for more inspiring teachings by Dr. K. Ijishasong. There you'd also find other helpful materials and further information about this ministry. God bless you richly.